Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. It's Wednesday, January 3rd, 2024, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm your host, Jen Sanasi. Let's get going and take a dive into those prices. According to Coindesk Indices at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, both Bitcoin and Ether fell over 6% in the past 24 hours, with Bitcoin trading at $42,593 and Ether at $2,242. Today's mover in the Coindesk Market Index is the ZBEC protocol, ticker ZBC, up over 49% on the day. In traditional markets, the Nasdaq fell nearly 1.7% yesterday, while the S&P 500 was down just over half a percent for the first trading session of 2024. And in commodities, the Brent crude benchmark was up slightly over the past 24 hours, trading at $76.77 a barrel. Meanwhile, gold fell just under a percent at $2,055 an ounce. For more on the market's action, let's welcome Tactive Wealth Advisor, Eddie Gifford. Eddie, wonderful to see you again. Happy New Year. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me and Happy New Year to you. All right. The last time we spoke, Bitcoin was just breaking above $38,000 and everyone was really excited about that. Times seem to have changed at the beginning of 2024 here yesterday. Bitcoin broke above $45,000. It's dipped a little today. We're at around 42.4. What's driving all of this action? Well, I think there's just a, a lot of you know money behind it and just a lot of speculation going on uh, right now. Of course, the big news right now is when are we going to get that spot ETF? And so heading into the end of the year, it appeared that everyone just kind of believes like, oh, we're going to get it. And we're seeing that price rise, rise, rise. Of course, we've got a having event coming up too. So that's typically a catalyst for a bull market. And today, you know, maybe there's just like a little bit of doubt, like, oh, well, what if it doesn't get approved now? I, I don't think we're in danger of a spot ETF not being approved. But I do think that if it was not to get approved in the next week, uh, we would see a sell-off. But then I also see think that if it was to get approved uh, this week, we would see a little bit of a sell-the-news event. So there's a lot going on right now. I think that Bitcoin's a, a good place to be, but I we're due. We're, we're due for a little bit of a breather, and it's showing a little bit today. All right. So it sounds like you're crediting the dip to some doubt. What do you think's driving that doubt? There were a bunch of stories yesterday that this could be a sell the news event. We may not see prices climb to as high as some analysts think. What do you think's behind some of that doubt? Well, I think anytime that you're you come up on this like big event where something's supposed to happen 
and everyone's sure of it. And, and then you get closer and closer and closer and, and, and the actual event isn't occurring yet. You just see people kind of get a little bit of worry behind it. Of, of course, the other thing is, like you said, a lot of stuff came out yesterday that said, hey, this is a sell the news event. And so it could just be a lot of people saying, well, everything says it's a sell the news event. Let's sell the news. Let's, let, let's sell it ahead of time. Uh, and then we'll, we'll, we'll buy the dip on the other side. So I think it's just, you know, a, a lot of profit taking probably also. We had a, just a monster quarter for Bitcoin over 50%. And so anytime you get that much gain that fast, even if it is in the cryptocurrency, the smart money is going to take a little bit of money off the table. So it could just be some profit taking too, for sure. That 45,000 number yesterday could have been a catalyst to kind of take some money off the table. Eddie, I believe you and I have talked about this before, but I think it's relevant to bring up again, seeing as we're coming quite close to the potential of an ETF approval here in the United States. But what do you think the chances are that we don't see an approval in the coming weeks? It seems highly unlikely that we do not see an approval. I, I mean, if, if we don't see an approval, then, you know, it's kind of like a, a standoff, I feel like, where we're really just trying to say, no, 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 we're not going to accept Bitcoin. But there's just too much behind it now. Obviously, like just the technology itself, that's not going away. I think that everyone's just been kind of hoping that, hey, like Bitcoin's gonna gonna, gonna go away. This is just a fad, right? And, and even Kramer's, the, you know, he, he said yesterday, you can't get rid of it, you know? And, and Diamond's been talking about how, yeah, I would, I would ban all of it if I was president, but then JP Morgan is one of the providers for BlackRock's ETF. So- it's one of those things where like all these actions are kind of speaking louder than words and saying Bitcoin's here to stay. So not getting approval would be surprising at this point. JP Morgan is an authorized participant for BlackRock's ETF. Were you surprised to see that news released yesterday? I was definitely surprised to see it because when Diamond was in front of Congress, he was telling them that, hey, like this stuff is bad. Like we, we don't like it. We don't want it. If it was up to me, we'd get rid of it. And then to kind of see them for what could likely be the flagship product in BlackRock, which has probably the, the most trust behind it in the ETF space, I think it caught everybody by surprise. And I think it just speaks to the fact that Bitcoin's real, like it's here. And are there issues with it? Yeah, but there's issues with everything. And you can use it in a portfolio. And if you're not using it in the portfolio as an advisor at this point, I think you're kind of... I'm missing a huge opportunity. All right, let's talk best and worst case scenarios. You know I love a good price prediction. If we don't get an ETF approval, which it's seeming if you look at some of the chatter and comments uh, out there from analysts that that may not happen. But if we don't get the approval, what do you think is going to happen to the price of Bitcoin? I think if we don't get the approval, we see a little bit of a sell-off. I, I mean, we're sitting at 42 and change right now. We could see another 10 to 15% correction. So we could go and touch like the 37, 35 space in that scenario. But the funny thing is, I don't think it's that much different if we actually get the approval. I just think that the uh, buy the dip opportunity is going to be a, a, a more recent opportunity if we get the approval and we have a sell-off. But either way, I think that we're, we're going to breathe a little bit after the approval for sure. All right. So whether or not we get that approval, you're thinking we dip back down into the 30,000s. I think we're going to touch the 30,000s. And I think that it, regardless of the situation, that's an opportunity to buy. Uh, if you were one of the smart ones that took profits over the last quarter, that would be an opportunity to kind of dollar cost average in over the next two to three months, you know, maybe six months if you're a little bit concerned about the timing. 
All right, I got to ask your opinion on this. Coindesk published a poll on Twitter yesterday asking our followers one year from now, which Bitcoin ETF do you think will have the most assets under management? The last I checked, BlackRock was the leader in this pool, followed by Grayscale. What do you think? I would probably lean toward BlackRock just because if we see a uh, more wide adoption from an advisory standpoint at the institutional level, they're going to lean into BlackRock more, generally speaking. So uh, I would say BlackRock would get the bill, would win that, that race there. Even though Grayscale already has $26 billion, they have a $26 billion head start? Yeah, you know, there's so much money behind BlackRock. And what's going to happen, this is just my opinion, but what I think what's going to happen when the spot ETF does get approval is we're going to see an exit from a lot of the futures ETFs to get into that spot scenario. So that doesn't mean it's just going to be a direct exchange into the, the great scale spot ETF, for example. But I think that the situation is going to be a, a catalyst for kind of a pullback in the futures ETF and a surge in the spot ETF. Now, in December of 2023, Vanek released their predictions for 2024. One of those predictions is that a spot ETF will be approved, but the other prediction is that the U.S. will face a recession if we head into a recession this year. How do you think crypto markets are going to react? And more specifically, how do you think Bitcoin will react? I think it's going to be dependent on the reason for the recession. If the recession occurs because something actually breaks under the system and we see like this big pullback. And, and at the same time, we see rates fall significantly. I think that Bitcoin actually holds up pretty well in that scenario. I think if uh, the recession happens because of stagflation, where the inflation remains elevated and we're just not seeing any growth, I think that's going to be tough for every asset, uh, including Bitcoin. So if we get the recession, you know, is, there, is that going to cause more volatility? Or are we going to see like more movement? Absolutely. Uh, but the reason for the recession is going to be the determinant behind, you know, what's going to happen there. Of course, we've seen gold and we've seen bonds actually rally over the fourth quarter along with the stock market. Uh, bonds did better, actually, than the S&P 500. The gold pretty much matched it and then Bitcoin demolished everything. So if it's because interest rates are falling, I think that could be a good thing for Bitcoin. But if it's because interest rates are staying elevated... And the, the Fed does kind of an about face and says, hey, no, we have to keep raising rates and we go into a recession at the same time. That's just going to be a challenging environment, period. All right. And quickly looking forward, talk to us about futures. What are we seeing there? Well, uh, in the futures market, we're still kind of seeing, at least right now, we're not seeing a, a whole lot. Things are, are, are relatively flat. They're, they're leading. And so typically spot kind of like catches up with futures. And so that's why we're seeing a little bit of fall right now. But when it comes to the futures ETFs in general, uh, we're still seeing a lot of volume behind it. So no one's running away from Bitcoin. But I think that that volume has been really low because everyone's kind of hoping that we get this spot ETF and we can kind of jump into the spot space sooner than later. Eddie, it's always a pleasure chatting to you. I'm sure we're going to be talking about the markets much more often in the coming weeks. But before I let you go, uh, I want to do something a little bit fun. I have five questions for you, and you got to answer these really quickly all about the markets. They're kind of going to sum up everything we just spoke about. Are you ready? I am ready. Let's go. All right. Will the price of Bitcoin fall or rise on a spot Bitcoin ETF decision? Fall. Why? Just because of a southern news, everyone, when it finally happens, we're going to kind of, we're going to fall initially. And then 
uh, we'll probably see a pretty good rally on the back end of that. All right. Matrixport predicts that Bitcoin will reach $50,000 this month. Why do you think this is? Reaching 50000 I think that, again, it's the catalyst behind the spot ETF, but I don't think we're touching it. So uh, well, I think at this point, if we don't get the approval, we're going to go down. If we do get the approval, we're going to breathe. I do think that we're hitting 50000 in the next three to four months, though. If we get a spot Bitcoin ETF approval, do you think a spot Ether ETF approval will follow? I think it's going to be the beginning of something great uh, where we'll see a lot, of, a lot of spot ETFs. And I think that Ethereum would be the next one in that situation, yes. And what altcoin will steal headlines in 2024? Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, I mean, I, I still like Avalanche. Uh, it's, it's had like the significant run-up, but uh, I think that it, it's got a, a more opportunity there. You know, and then you can never you can you, you can never discount Ethereum. I think that if they end up getting a spot ETF too, that's going to run high because we haven't seen as much speculation behind that. Everything's kind of been around Bitcoin when it comes to the ETF space. Eddie, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thanks to our market's guest, Active Wealth Advisor Eddie Gifford, for joining us. That's it for today's show. For more interviews and macro news on the digital asset space, check out Coindesk's First Mover, also hosted by me, Jen Sinassi. We're launching a revamped version of the show on Monday, January 8th, so make sure you tune in. Markets Daily is produced and edited by Eleanor Paul, alongside senior booking producer Melissa Montanez and executive producer Jared Schwartz. I'm your host, Jen Sinassi. We'll be back tomorrow with more Markets Daily. Markets Daily.